that's really the mode that we're in. We've sold on the way up. We've sold some on the way down. We rotated into companies that are more value oriented. And now what we're doing is we're saying, where's the opportunity? Which are the new leadership? And let's see what we can do and try our best to be positioned to win on the way out of a correction. Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Louis Giannis. I am the founder of WealthNet Investments. Today, we have an interesting topic, and I'm really excited about diving in, so let's get going. This is Lewis Giannis. Welcome to the Market Call Show. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how to deal with markets that have sold off short term because of some geopolitical event or something to that effect. And what I found to be the most effective way to come out ahead during these times and what you should do with your money or how at least we strategize with stocks and bonds. First of all, let's just take a look at the history. If you look at the history of the most recent geopolitical shocks, if you will, when Russia went into Afghanistan, when all of the different shocks that we've seen over the last, say, six to eight times, what you see is that the market actually initially goes down quite aggressively between five and 10%, and then it stabilizes, and typically the market is higher in the next 12 months. So that is the general way that markets tend to behave. It doesn't always happen that way. I know during the Nixon administration, it did not happen that way. But given where we are in the cycle now and given what is happening, it is most likely that we're going to have something similar to that that's going to happen. We were due for a correction, and this is kind of how it got spurred with the Ukraine conflict. So as the market goes down, this is really how we strategize. So we have a trend indicator that keeps track of how the general market is doing. And every time we take an investment position, we always look at what the return potential is as well as the risk. And we size our positions, determine how much we're going to put into it based on that opportunity. So if the stock has a lot of opportunity, we're going to have more money in it. And if the stock has a lot of risk, we're going to have less in it. So obviously, high return, low risk, you have the most money in. We also constrain the amount that we will invest in. So for example, if you have a very high return potential, low risk opportunities, that doesn't mean we're going to put all the money into that investment. We definitely have caps in terms of how much we put into any particular investment. And depending on the strategy, it will change. I say all of that because this kind of sets up your portfolio for these types of scenarios. So if you're doing those basics, when you come into a market correction, you're prepared. You have the right sizing of your positions and you have all your risk management rules intact. Okay, so if you've done that kind of portfolio management on the way in, then what we do is we look at the overall market potential for a decline. So when the trends start turning down, our trend indicators can actually put us in a position where we have a what we call no buy zone, which means we're not taking new positions. Even if we love an investment, we're not going to take that position when the markets are trending downward aggressively. And the reason why is because normally, even if you pick the best investment that's in the marketplace, seven out of 10 stocks are going to go down when the market is going down and is in a downtrend. So we just basically wait. And we also take 
money off the table when this is happening. So that's really what we've been doing. So we came into the, obviously last year was a great year. On average, the stock portion of our portfolios were up close to 30% last year. In the scheme of things, that's a great year and everybody has had a great year. And you never want to extrapolate that too far in the future. But anyhow, as the market went up, a lot of our really growthy names, like the stocks that were in the tech field that everybody loved, I'm not going to mention any ticker symbols, but basically all those stocks that everybody loved had really gotten ahead of themselves in all ways that you could look at it. So our opportunity score, the amount of opportunity we saw in those came down. So we started pairing back from those issues. And then also other stocks started getting to sell signals. Basically, they were meeting our risk management rules. We wanted to get out of those stocks. So we've been pairing back on stocks, pairing back on stocks. And this year, we slightly very quickly went into a, it's okay to buy mode, and we started entering back in, but it quickly reversed and went towards a you should not take any more buys and we've been scaling more out. So depending on the strategy, we have somewhere between 20 to 35% in cash right now in the equity portion of our portfolios. This is great because that gives you dry powder. So that's really how we like to deal with these types of corrections is we started selling on the way up and then we've also started selling some of the stuff on the way down, right? And so we have less exposure to the market. We've been doing our reviews and talking to clients. And one of the things that we look at is the Sharp Ratio, which looks at what is the return per unit of risk. And we look at the beta of the portfolios relative to a blended benchmark. And many of our portfolios are right now at a beta of like 0.47, which basically means that we're taking roughly about half the amount of risk that we would normally be taking. And the reason why it's half, even though we still have only have like 30% in cash, is because the types of stocks were also rotated into. So when we're looking at our opportunity scores, a lot of companies that were more value-oriented, smaller companies started coming up in the ranks and we started allocating new capital to those companies. And those companies have held up better than those big tech names that everybody was clamoring over last year. So that's why our beta is lower. So now the key with a decline like this is you want to have your position, this is how we strategize anyhow, we want to have position where we're looking and we're building our watch list and we're looking at which companies are going to be the leaders when we emerge from this. And we look at technical indicators to give us clues about that because many of the stocks that do the best when the market has corrected, the stocks that do the best on the way out are generally companies that are moving more towards their highs, they're tending to outperform the market from the lows. They also are tending to have more volume on the upside and less volume on the downside. These stocks start sticking out like sore thumbs when you have a bad market. That's one thing that's good about a bad market is it can really help you see and visually spot more easily those companies that could be the next emerging winners out of a bear market. So that's really the mode that we're in. We've sold on the way up. We've sold some on the way down. We rotated into companies that are more value oriented. And now what we're doing is we're saying, where's the opportunity? Which are the new leadership? And let's see what we can do and try our best to be positioned to win on the way out of a correction. If you worry about your investments, need to make complex financial decisions, or pay unnecessary taxes, a lack of proper financial planning and investing may already be costing you a great deal. When you are ready to turn your peace of wealth into peace of mind, go to WealthNetInvest.com and click on the Schedule a Call button to talk to us and get a free consultation today. And the correction could end at any time. 
one of the things about corrections that really throws people off is that historically and statistically, the biggest one day up moves tend to happen in a bear market. It's very interesting that you don't have as big of up days in a bull market. It's kind of more modestly moving its way up. But in bear markets, what happens is you have a decline and then you have these big single day up 2%, 3% up moves. And you think, wow, the rally has begun. And actually, that's not the case. In fact, so far, since we've had this decline, we've had several very big update moves. And some people will be pulled in thinking, hey, that's the bottom. And actually, it could be a head fake. So you have to be careful as you're moving in, you have to scale your way in. You don't just jump right in. And when somebody comes as an investor and they start investing right before a market top, it could be a little bit frustrating because we start raising cash immediately right off and protecting capital. And then as you emerge, then you start seeing those gains. And I think that kind of environment was what we're in right now. A lot of this, obviously, nobody knows what's going to happen in the Ukraine. Nobody knows exactly how China is going to respond. Nobody knows how Russia is going to respond with China or Europe is going to respond to this. So there's a lot of tactical things we can talk about. And to some degree, we really don't know how much of this is actually planned because it was a lot of pre-announcement going on prior to this move, which generally means there's some pre-negotiation and understanding of what sides want to accomplish. And there may be some tit for tat going on and that we were just kind of working our way through that. But there's always the unexpected, right? So that's what's beautiful about our risk management rules is that we position size and we have risk management. We limit the risk on positions that we take so that we don't allow positions to just rapidly fall. Because when you have bad markets, even the best companies in the world will fall and they could fall substantially. It's really important that you protect capital and then be on the lookout for those emerging winners that come out. And that's really what we've got to do right now. We'll look for those emerging winners. I get excited in times like this. I was interviewed just before this decline, actually. I was interviewed on stockcharts.com. And I came out and the first thing I said when I came on was I love being interviewed at times like this, because it really shows those people that are really in the market versus those who are buy and hold and really just let things ride and then wind up getting out at the wrong time. Because managing risk during this time, this is where we earn our pay. This is where you can actually shine because you can manage the risk on the downside, and then you could be in the new winners as the markets emerge. Dave Keller, who was interviewing me, was a little bit I kind of laughed about that because he was thinking, wow, most people don't want to be interviewed when the markets are about to starting to show signs of weakness. But anyhow, what I want to ask you is what are you doing in your portfolio for you to be a winner right now? And what is your strategy that you're using long term so that your portfolio can seek opportunity and manage risk in a balanced way over time? If you're not doing these types of strategies or the people that you're working with aren't doing these types of strategies and you want this approach, not everybody wants this type of approach, but if you do want this approach, give us a call, go to wealthnetinvest.com and just click the schedule a call button and you can talk to me or one of my associates and we can give you a little more information, but I didn't intend on this being a commercial would kind of turn into that. But anyhow, what I would like to say right now is that 
It's time to look for opportunity. Look past the geopolitical headlines right now because there's this fog of war. And even though we're not technically in a war, there is war going on. And you're not going to get the full information. And that's where you really want to be doing your homework, scrubbing and doing that or working with people that are doing your homework. Some people who have really long-term time horizons, three to five years plus, and they just try to buy long-term investments that are going to do well regardless of this and maybe buy more on the dip. That's a good approach too with part of the money. And that's what we do with our strategy too. So it's kind of a core plus. So you have these core holdings that you're okay sitting through these types of things with, and you just lower your position size in those and then maybe raise them as the opportunities look better for those companies. And I think that part of the portfolio, that's where you start increasing your investment and think about compounding because we're in the game of compounding. You think about a snowball and a snowball, but it starts off really, really tiny. And if it's on the top of a really tall mountain and it has a long runway without anything in its way, when it first starts turning, it gets a little bit bigger at a time, a little bit bigger at a time, but nothing really substantial. But as each turn happens, the increase in the size of that snowball gets bigger and bigger exponentially. And that's what you want to do with your money. And part of that compounding effect is also protecting your money. So protecting your money and seeking opportunity. So just wanted to come and bring that message to you today, because I know a lot of people are thinking about what should I be doing? Does this really mean anything? Instead, I thought I'd just share what our strategy is and how we're doing that. So I wish you all the best and I hope you have a very good day and we'll talk to you later. Take care. For the latest episode of The Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.